boys, we just finished listening to Willie on the ColecoVisions podcast. Kowalski, what is the private Enrico doing over there? They appear to be accessing something called an SNES, sir. Check the net about this SNES. It appears to be some type of entertainment device. There's a file here referring to it. Soul Blazers, the SNES podcast. Awesome. Top drawer, top shelf, top Nintendo. Begin Operation Nintendcast. Welcome to the first episode of the Super NES Podcast for 2018. This is episode number 89 uh, coming at you this time. Uh, I am Greg. He is George. Whoa, I'm coming from the year 2018. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of fun to think about how this podcast, this podcast is going to be floating around, in the, uh, floating around in the net for the next like 50 years, hopefully, God willing. I'm, I'm talking to you people 10 years from now, 2028. Let's, <laughs> let's make it great. And... Uh, Yep. Stuff. <laughs> I hope you didn't screw it up. Podcast. If you screwed it up, good job. If you did a good job, good job. <laughs> yes, podcasts are, podcasts are very interesting, like bubble in time, for sure. But um, listen, you know, listening to podcasts made 10 years ago with their uh, like their, like predictions predictions and activity and some stuff is like very fascinating. Oh, yeah. You should listen to... Uh, giant bombcast from like 2008 it's crazy man (laughs) (laughs) but anyway what's not crazy is this game um are you sure about that well it's interesting in some ways at least i'll give it that much (laughs) uh george picked the game for us this time around and what did you pick for us george uh, a little game called Rival Turf. Yes, uh, which was a uh, developed and published by Jalco, uh, and it, um, released in Japan, North America in 1992, Super NES in Europe in, in, on your, um, Europe in 1993. Um, what was your reason for picking this game, George? Uh, I just picked something random. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, I always have interested. I, I always have interested in this game, not because I'm a huge fighting game fan, which is the reason I really haven't played it. Because I, uh, because I enjoy some fighting games, but, uh, but I'm not a huge fan of the genre. So, uh, so, uh, so to seek them out and play every game. But this game also, uh, like a couple of games occurred in the past, is very notorious, like its box cover. Sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, so um, <laughs> you don't know where to go from there, huh? 
Well, I thought maybe he has something to say about it, but I guess we talk, uh, get into it the box. I, uh, that's how good the box art is, that I just don't know what to say about it. Well, the real, well, 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 the, well, it's not really a box art, it, like, it's a picture. It just kind of shows, like, two teenage kids, very, like, very 90-ish looking kids, uh, trying to look, like, tough. Uh, trying to, like, you know, like, match the name of the game, uh, Rival Turf, and it's pretty bad. <laughs> Yeah, like uh, I said, like I didn't know what to say about the the box image, whatever you want to call it. Uh, so, and as a matter of fact, in 2010, Nintendo Power had a uh, uh, they had a write up um, about some of the worst uh, box uh, box cover art that had ever graced Nintendo games. And this game, uh, um, this game, um, this game looks on their top ten. Uh, they basically said, "Quote: The marketing people in this game actually uh, actually pretty outside the box idea, which should be." So, uh, whichever we stayed out the box. Uh, after all, after all, who's the target audience? Going, uh, uh, after all, who, who's the target audience? Uh, going to find more. Second, going to find more intimidating. Guys than thugs are old age. Like end quote. Hmm. So. <laughs> um, they're trying to make it. The, yeah. So I'm guessing. So I'm guessing they're trying to make the game stand out. Uh, it worked, kind of. I guess. Did it though. <laughs> I feel like this is just something that somebody it, or the the game would be like overshadowed by something better uh, of oh, this genre. Oh, definitely was, but yeah. <laughs> it most definitely was. I mean, like you know, right. this game, this game, this game did not sell very well. It did not review very well, which we'll talk about later on. But see, that's uh, that's interesting because I mean, I wouldn't have given this a poor review, but I wouldn't have said this is the best game ever. Hmm. Well, the game was popular enough for it to show up on the virtual console, like for like Wii and Wii U. Oh, so, wait, uh, really? I yeah. didn't know that. Yes. Uh, so interesting. Um, for what, like five bucks, or well, I have no idea. Five hundred <laughs> point. Wait, do they? I don't remember if they use points on the I Wii. Never U. Had it's either, been a while since I've touched my Wii U. I never had either uh, a Wii U or a Wii U. So I can't tell you. Wii U, Wii U, Wii U. <laughs> I may be getting a switch sometime soon. Like we'll see about that, but Ooh. but uh, yes. Well, this game actually has much more interesting history and was more play, um, um, and was much more popular like in Japan. Actually, uh, this was the first really? game. Th- this is the first game of a trilogy in Japan, which is known as Russian Beat. Uh, is that Russian Beat or Russian Beat? Rushing as like you're rushing toward an enemy. I uh, see. I wanted this to be about Russians that just went to Japan and just started beating everybody up. That would have been a good game, right? No, we had that game already. It's called Russian Attack. Oh yeah, but you're shooting people. That's, that's no, you're knifing moments. people. You're making up in that game's oh, knife. Is, are you? Yes. It's been a while since I played that game. Yeah, Russian Attack's a fun game. I only like like that game. Like you have to like push up the jump. Oh god, it's a terrible game then. Mm, the NES, <laughs> NES version of the game is pretty good, actually. But you have to any, push up to jump. Any any game that isn't <laughs> a fighting game that does that is is rough. Yeah, it's one drawback about that game. But anyway, we're not talking about that game, unfortunately. But oh, why not? <laughs> um, yeah. So um, curiously enough, uh, this game, this game, uh, this game was much more popular in Japan. Uh, like I said, um, like I said, like it was the first game, like a trilogy. Um, the plot was different in Japan. The story, uh, the characters, the characters were different in Japan. Some of the other things uh, were added to the game, but but as usual, when this game came over to the stage. It was uh, stage. It was severely, um, it was severely changed and some watered down. Some uh, uh, in some aspects, unfortunately. So um, once again, like some of the other fighting games we covered put in the past, 
What was that game we covered a while back that was pretty forgettable that was just the American conversion, like, Barama game, uh, like, Japan? Okay, um, you were more specific, so I actually know what you're talking about. <laughs> um, combat Street? Street I, Combat? It was street Combat, I think. Yeah, Street Combat, I think was the name of it. It might so, have been Combat Street. So, once again, I did not get a chance to play the Japanese version, the Japanese version of this game, unfortunately, because how busy this week was. But once again, this looks like a case of the Japanese version of the game is much, is much more interesting. Yeah. Curiously enough, the two games, the other two games, the trilogy, uh, the Russian Beat trilogy two and three, did come out. Did come out like in the U.S. Uh, they're known as Bra Brothers and the Peacekeepers. Oh, okay. Uh, Bra Brothers came out in '93 and Peacekeepers came out in '94. I've, uh, I've heard of uh, Bra Brothers. Uh, they're regarded, they're, yeah, they're regarded as much better games. Uh, I mean, I, um, I, I've never played like, either one of them, but. Uh, you have no idea, however, that they were actually based on a Japanese series because uh, because the games got changed got changed so much here in North America. They were changed so poorly that it just seemed generic. Well, they probably had to change it because of the fact that Rival Turf did not exactly do very well here, <laughs> here in the states. <laughs> um, Jalco made the game, as I said. Jalco was a pretty um, I don't know average game company. They had some they had, uh, they had some pretty, uh, they had some pretty uh, they had some like pretty like fun games, but a lot of their, uh, but a lot of their stuff like, uh, but, but a lot of stuff, uh, a lot of their stuff like pretty forgettable. Isn't uh, Jellico just known in modern times to be one of those publishers that just release releases uh, shovelware now? Well, nowadays they do. Jellico really yeah. is Jellico really only exists now as a shelf itself. They pretty much only do like re-releases of games on virtual consoles and like you know like uh, right. uh, mobile stuff and that kind of stuff, but. Uh, the real Jellico like died several years ago, but um, we well you're not the real Jellico I know. <laughs> uh, we've covered some Jellico games before in the past. Uh, they're probably uh, they're probably most famous uh, like for their like for their um, uh, for the Bases Loaded series like for the NES. Um, oh okay, which was a very good early like early trilogy like baseball games. Tetris uh, Plus on the PlayStation was pretty good. Oh, I didn't know they published that. Okay. Yeah, I believe they did. Yeah. So. Do, do I do I need to fact check myself? Uh, they also they also they also they also developed and released uh, uh, like NES game that I'm really a huge fan of, so which called Steinex. They did uh, release Tetris Plus. Okay, but okay. Yeah, Steinex uh, Steinex I, uh, I covered on a game. I, I, sorry, I, I covered an early episode of the two dudes in NES, like those guys. So oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, really fun. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, really fun. Yeah, really fun. The unique platform game. So, um, so the storyline of this game is pretty simple. Uh, it's just, uh, I mean, stereotypical stuff. I, uh, um, I suppose uh, uh, there is this there is this crime organization, the organization based both like in LA and Mexico, that's seeking to increase their power, like like legal drug. Um, and a, uh, um, and one of the main characters' uh, girlfriends is is kidnapped by kidnapped by them. Uh, again, sounding very much like a, a whole bunch of other fighting games out there. Right. Um, um, he, um, he teams up with the help of a Mexican agent uh, to go take out the enemies. Uh, six stages, like a boss fight, a, a, a boss fight, special moves you can do, and power ups available, like available, like available like in the game. Uh, so the two characters of the game are oh god, these names are so uh, so these games so these names are so generic. Uh, Jack Flack, <laughs> <laughs> jumping Jack Flack. 
Yes. Uh, his name in Japan, by the way, is like Rick Norton, which is a much better name. That is a better name. <laughs> Why did they change it? Like, it's not even like it was... Never mind. Yeah, we'll I just continue. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, it uh, makes yeah. no sense. <laughs> um... So, uh, like, so Jack's a pretty, like, a pretty, like, a uh, fast guy. Um, uh, they, uh, they don't do as many, so, it, so they don't do as much, like, they don't do as much, as much damage, uh, but he is, but he is faster, and he's more, um, and he's recommended character to character use, it's like we're starting out the game. Uh, his attacks are normal attacks, uh, double jabs, dragon kicks, vertical kicks, he can do a slide tackle, uh, he can do a knife, shoulder throw, a suplex, uh, he can also do a combo uppercut, and special attacks, uh, um, special attacks a breakdance kick, which sounds cooler than it actually is. There's a decent amount of wrestling moves in this game. Yes, there is. So, uh, his friend and counterpart in Mexico is named Ozzy Nelson, like in this version of the game, uh, which is not a very Mexican name, like, at all. Um, uh, uh like, Japan's name was Douglas uh, Build, uh, B-I-L-D. Yeah, okay, <laughs> sure, whatever. Uh, uh, he is the he is the, he is the slower the, the slower but stronger character uh, that you can pick from. Uh, he's a good choice to like a more advanced player. Uh, his attacks include straight punches, flying body presses, vertical uppercuts, uh, the running clothesline. There's no like wrestling move that George just mentioned. Uh, headbutt, powerbomb, leg throw, combo, and the special attack is another is another which sounds wrestling inspired. Uh, the spinning clothesline. Yeah, that's a thing. Uh, the pow- the power bomb is like the best thing ever, and it's interesting because you hurt other people like near you. Yes, which is which is pretty cool, right? But I, I <laughs> just a lot of power bombs I found myself doing because the gameplay is weird. Yeah, I usually play as Jack Flack. Uh, I prefer like you know faster characters in games like this. Uh, gameplay is pretty standard for fighting games this type period. It looks and plays, it looks and plays a lot like Final Fight, I think, um, as far as the actual, like, presentation, like, whatnot. Uh, there are two players available in this game, so you can't play, like, because you can't play, like, friend if, you can play with a friend if you want to. Uh, you, the kind of semi-unique feature of this game is the so-called, uh, angry mode that you can unlock every now and then. Oh, is this where you could play Angry Birds on the SNES? <laughs> that would have been, yeah, yeah, that would have been that pretty fun as a mini game, actually. Uh, uh, mini game, actually, but um, no, oh, I don't know. I've I've seen a bootleg version of Angry Birds on the NES, and that looked pretty rough. Well, the well, the imported it. Well, somebody even ported it to Angry Birds to do Tony Six Hundred. So, oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, know uh, the anger. The anger mode is basically like it's basically when your character gets uh, damaged too much, um, he becomes <laughs> like becomes temporary, uh, temporary like invincible and can do more powerful attacks. Oh, why wasn't that on by default? I don't know. <laughs> I didn't touch it. I didn't touch it because honestly, I thought angry mode was just a mode that was harder and made you angry. Uh, I, no. so I didn't want to. I didn't want to <laughs> touch that. Yes, uh, one of the yeah one of the hints I, yeah one of the tips I was going to give in this game later on was do, was was the first thing you do to go in option mode and turn that on. Well, you should have told me to do that uh, before I played it. I'm I'm sorry, I let you do the option <laughs> mode because <laughs> I looked at the options, but I was just afraid that angry mode meant it was going to get harder. No. <laughs> 
Uh, there were more options. There were more options available, like available than the Japanese version of the game. Uh, for example, like for example, the Japanese version of the game uh, also gave you the ability to be able to change the number of lives you had. Uh, like also allowed oh, you, what? Uh, like also allowed you to change the like also like allowed you uh, allowed you to change the number of continues. Why did we not get those options? Again, I don't know because the developers are stupid. <laughs> I don't. That's just so weird. <laughs> oh. Other versions. The other differences between the Japanese and American version. The American version of the game removes. Uh, they moves the opening story altogether. Uh, the Japanese version of the game had that like had that shown you the start of the game. The American version of the game, uh, the story is like when found in the manual. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it also shortened the ending to make the American ending verse totally stupid, uh, like in short. Um, in the American version, when a character dies, it, it's like it shows the X, uh, like representing a dead character. They die in real life. Where in the Japanese version of the game, uh, they replace the Japanese word for death, which like you know, pretty cool. Changing that makes sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose so. So. Yeah, but, uh, because, I mean, obviously people are not going to know. Right. Like, <laughs> oh, it's just some Japanese thingy-mabobber there. <laughs> like, putting but, an X there, like, makes sense to us because... Or, or like, make it lower like a skull or, you know... Yeah, right. Um, something. Yeah. So, so the game also features, finally, a two-player versus mode... Uh, and two characters, like, like two characters, can phase off against one another. Um, whoever wins, like whoever wins two or three rounds, like wins, uh, uh, wins the match. Um, so it's it, like a, it's like a, the NES version of Double Dragon. Yes, basically. But do you so. play as the same character? No. Okay. Yeah. That's so, good. so yeah, so that's a good way to be able to warm up and also be able to test your fighting skills. Uh, your teacher fighting skills against like somebody else, or so. maybe get a hang of the controls. Sure, uh, uh, the controls are pretty standard. Like this game, uh, normal attack Y button, jump is B button, special attack is A button. You say they're normal, but the way that they, uh, the way that they control is just very odd. Well, the control feels a bit clunky. I will go, uh, clunky. I'll yeah. give you that much. There's almost, uh, 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 there's almost like a lag. It could be because of the emulator, but I uh, didn't notice that. What I noticed was that there was like a combo system, but I couldn't make heads or tails out of it. So I started just playing around on the controller, and I kind of, but not really, figured it out. Yeah, some of the combo moves are pretty simple to figure out, but some of them are like pretty complicated. Uh, I know, yeah. like to grab, there's no button to grab. Like you just have to walk into them. I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah, and on top like, of that, you you do your suplex or your right power bomb or whatever you throw them. Yeah, and some of them are pretty complex. The combo mode, the combo mode for Jack, for example, you have to do you have to do like four normal attacks to be able to unlock that. So you do like two double jabs. Uh, 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 the, uh, uh, the, uh, the preferred way of doing it is probably like two double jabs, a body blow, a body blow, and uppercut. Uh, and next, like next, the next attack you do, and then after that, the next, yeah, and then after that, the next attack, uh, uh, attack you do is a combo. It's worth figuring out how to combo because if you're just hitting that button, you're doing the same attack, and right, it seems like there's a greater chance to be grabbed or or hit yourself but yep. if you're doing a combo you know you're punching and kicking and yeah all that yeah. like i said the problem is though you're not hitting different buttons to to do those different attacks you have to like 
feels like you kind of got to play with the D-pad a little bit to get yeah, those strange, other moves. Yeah, it's strange how this game like only uses three buttons. I mean, like you know, they're not really taking like full advantage, like full advantage, uh, full advantage Super NES controller here. Right. There's shoulder buttons and another face button that you're not using. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's it's just odd. Yes. So again, I don't know why I did it that way. Uh, but maybe- I really like how uh, the special move works. Where you get you have a counter of how many enemies you've defeated, and when you have an X amount of enemies defeated, you can use your special attack. That's pretty cool because you don't use up your health to use it. Yeah, like I said before, I think the special attack is probably like one of the, uh, the, special, the special attack along with the rage the rage mode is probably like some of the most unique things this game has to offer with it. Also, um, the uh, the count for how many people you've defeated is. Um, also saved on the leaderboard in the game uh, right. when you uh, finish, which is pretty cool. Yes, yep, yep, yeah, exactly. Uh, turn on time four does a uh, uh, similar thing in that game, like a lot of like um, you know the enemy count. So hmm. uh, not many games did that, so it's pretty cool to have that in here. Uh, the uh, this game, this game does have some. This game does does have some destructible. Uh, uh, Destructible objects, not as many as like Final Fight or some other games like the Ilk, but there are some you can destroy. Uh, crates, trash cans, old drums, old, old drums, etc. Uh, you want a bathroom open, uh, because that's where you find the power ups, you, you, you shoot the power up like the hero items at. Uh, this game has a knife, a rock, a brick, a dynamite stick, uh, a grenade, an iron wrench, and a baseball bat for weapons. Uh, and for healing items, you also have a soda, a roast chicken, and how did this survive the translation over? Sushi. <laughs> well, people know about sushi. Yeah, but sushi wasn't as popular as, as popular in the U.S. then as it is now. So it's like, I have to, okay. I, I expect they would have changed after hamburger or something. I don't know. I, I guess it was a bunch of work to change the sprite. So they said, you know what? Eh, we'll keep it in. But they made so many other changes to this game as it was coming over the states. It's like, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, yeah, this is a very <laughs> odd case. I don't. Everything is just like, why did they do this? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's weird. So the weapons are pretty generic. Um, did you uh, have a problem hitting enemies with the weapons? No, I thought that was fine. My main complaint: the weapons like how slow they are to swing, especially it's- the. It was really weird for me because I would pick up a knife and throw it and swear that it should have hit that one guy I threw it at and it just phased through him. Mm. Um, and there was a there was a boss that had a like golden sword or something. Right. And I would pick it up and I would swing and swing and swing and I was right in front of an enemy and it wouldn't hit him. So I don't know what was think, up with that. I think, I think that's related to something. I think that's really something I was going to talk about here like a little bit. Uh, the collision detection scheme seems a bit wonky. Uh, yeah. there, there are times, there are times I noticed, I didn't have any problem with weapons, but I did notice a lot where it, it would swear you landed with an enemy and your punch of doesn't hit them. So uh, I got used to the melee attacks, but not the weapon attacks. Hmm. Um, it seems like you have to get a little bit closer than you think to uh, actually hit them normally. True. I don't know about the weapons. I was inside them, I was five feet away from them, I was, you know somewhat near them <laughs> it, it just did not connect right yeah I really don't know yeah I really don't know what to say about that it just like the, the collision detection does seem a bit off in this game for sure so yeah but uh, 
The enemies you face in this game are pretty generic too. Um, I, I, as far as like most enemies go, uh, you, um, uh, weird names that they give them also. You have the Bullet, the Case, the Skinny, the Reggie, the Warrior, uh, the Dingo, okay, um, the Butch, the Louie, the Goro, the Kato, the Arnold, and the Gigamite. So I don't know where these names come from. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't change some of those. Uh, some of them they probably did. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know that, but some of them they didn't, and it's it was just weird. Yes. So um, some of these you know some of these characters are clearly are, are clearly inspired by other enemies from from, from, from like enemies like like you know like well known fighting games. So um, as I said before, there's like six. Uh, uh, there's uh, six stages. Uh, there's the police station. The police station. The boss. And that's Sing. Uh, the city. The city stadium. The boss. That's Honky. Uh, the skyscraper. Boss. That's Omri. Uh, the southern mountain. The, the boss. That's the captain. The southern port. The boss. That's Karn. And finally, you have. Uh, finally, have like uh, Joker's lab. Uh, we have you a boss rush. Uh, like a, a boss rush like Mari and Karn for facing the final guy. Uh, Kintark. So. Uh, again, very... Oh, like, this game would have a boss rush. Yep. <laughs> um, so, but uh, anyway, uh, I can give some hints, like hints and tips. Anybody out there like, interested in playing this game? Uh, most, of these, most of these tips are pretty, like, standard, like, fighting games, like, for, for, for fighting games, like, for fighting games, like, this type. I've already turned on, um, I've already mentioned going to the option menu, turn on the, uh, um, turn on the anger mode, because you will get beat up a lot in this game. Um, yeah, I would know. <laughs> uh, the, the difficulty of this game is pretty tough, I think. I, I don't think it's... Is it, though? Because I, I was somewhat close to finishing it. Well, I did finish it. Uh, you know, you know, this game, this game, this game, this game is pretty standard, standard length as far as, like, a fighting game goes. It takes about an hour to play. Um, I think some of the, some of the boss fights are pretty tough, and the game does ramp up difficulty as you go on. Uh, I think some of the, I think some of the, I think some of the difficulty I had, I had, I had was this combination of some of the collision, de- de- collision de- texture problems, and also, like, and also because some of the enemy boss fights, uh, they felt, you know, they felt very cheap as far as, like, moves went. Uh, like how they could just do a lot of damage to you, air damage to you, and you couldn't get into position to do any damage back in return. Hmm. But anyway, uh, some other tips. Um, try to zigzag when like fighting enemies. Uh, I, um, I found that. Um, so I found that kind of helped you. Um, you know, like do that as you're punching. They kind of like run there uh, a lot of times, especially 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 some, especially some of the enemies are on the game. They'll run into your fists. Uh, you have to have at least five kill icons in your inventory to be able to do special attacks. Uh, so save those. But, uh, save those. So save those. Careful when you're surrounded. Uh, try using a gang member. A gang member is a flying, like a flying projectile to knock down multiple, um, down multiple attacks. That's a pretty like, cool move to do. Uh, each boss, does, um, each boss does have a pattern. So just try to find that pattern, like, and exploit the weakness. Uh, once you do that, most, once you do that, most boss fights become kind of trivial except for the boss rush at the end. Um, and finally, if I can finally, a uh, the health meters for the enemies are not explained. Explained like in the manual. Um, the um, uh, like final fight and some other fighting games, the color changes depending on how much health they have. Uh, the scale is uh, that you know, the aqua is the highest and black and black is dead. 
So the colors, the flights, colors the enemies can have, highest to lowest health. It's aqua, light blue, purple, yellow, dark green, pink, orange, light green, red, and black. Uh, so, like, so, like, so, like, you learn the colors, you can figure out how much, uh, how, you know, how much health, uh, how much health enemy has, which may influence your decisions, decisions, decisions like how, like, how to attack him. Uh, so let's talk about the graphics. Graphics, the graphics of this game, I think are I think are pretty good for like an early uh, early Super NES game. Um, the background, the background graphics, that the, the background graphics I thought had uh, um, background graphics, graphic, graphics that, you know, I thought were very well done, uh, very like detailed, like uh, 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 detail, like detail and like icons to them and whatnot. Uh, I was less impressed. I thought everything was all right. Well, well, uh, well, I was, well, I was just impressed by the actual uh, fighting characters themselves. Uh, the, color, yeah. the, color, the colors used, I think, are a bit gaudy, and I and the um, the characters the characters look a bit blurry to me. They, they don't have the sharp detail, the sharp detail, the, the sharp detail that guys in Final Fighter and some of the fighting games have. I think there was too much of a use of red. Oh yes, and blue. Yes. And blue. Don't forget the blue. Ah, <laughs> uh, blue. Not on the characters that you play as, but yes. There was there was a lot of like you know drab off green like in this game too, uh, um, especially like the enemies. Hey, don't you don't you crap talk that color? <laughs> don't you crap talk green? So, what are you doing? What are you doing, Greg? <laughs> uh, so yeah, graphics are mixed bag. I mean, like not bad for a Super NES game. Um, you know, not the worst looking game for no, sure. No, um, music is typical fighting game music. Um, you know, honestly, it's pretty forgettable. I, uh, I, some of it was pretty cool. Some of it was not. Yeah. But yeah, like it wasn't the best, but I was definitely interested in like, I think it was like the first stages music. And then after that, I was kind of like, oh, this is kind of cool, but eh. <laughs> so. Yes. So, um, um, so yeah. So overall, uh, gameplay, like I said, is pretty standard for a fighting game. Um, most of the uh, most of the complexity comes to some of the boss fights. I think um, it's not um, it's a tough game. I wouldn't call it. I wouldn't call it overly difficult. I, I, uh, overly difficult. I, um, I don't think it's the most um, um, it's the most a uh, like it's the most difficult fighting game out there. Um, one last trivia note about this game: the fictional city that you the fictional city um, uh, that you. Uh, that you that, uh, that you play in this game, uh, which is called a Neo Cisco in the Japanese version of the game, was based off a uh, was actually was actually inspired by based off of, like Los Angeles. Uh, oh, okay. So uh, it, it, it shows a bit more like um, um, it shows a bit more like the newest version of the game. So uh, overall, so overall, this is a pretty, I think, average fighting game. I mean, it's not the worst in the system, but it's not the best either. I think that if you're a fighting game fan, it's worthwhile checking out, uh, especially the you know, especially the bad box art nature of this game, like for all these years. Um, <laughs> um, it's nothing. It, um, it, it, uh, there's not really anything special or unique about this game to make it stand out. I think the most unique, interesting. Uh, I mean, I think the most unique features about this game is the angry mode. Um, uh, that the game has and some of the fighting moves that are pretty cool. Uh, and this game, obviously, of course, is much better playing with a friend. Uh, you know, like many other games, this, this game's value is enhanced slightly by having a two-player mode. 
But um, <laughs> yeah, it, it's 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 pretty average. I'm, I'm not really sure what to say about it. Um, it's not horrible. It's not great either. But but when I understand the sequels, uh, you know, Bra Brothers and the Peacekeepers are, are, are regarded are, you know, regarded generally as, as much better fighting games. Hmm. What was your overall uh, uh, the overall impressions impressions about this game, George? Uh, I mean. Eh? <laughs> can I can I just sum it up in like one? I don't even want to say it's a word, just a noise. Like well, eh? <laughs> well, there's a scale that you know that uh, Phil, the No Square Gamer, uses like for his like games his podcast, where he ranks games uh of he ranks games before they uh, four different levels, and, um, and I believe the level you're looking for is meh. There you go. Sure. <laughs> if we're uh, using his scale, sure. If we're using my scale, eh. Well, they're comparable, so like you know, that's comparable to, like like a meh on a scale. So, <laughs> um, yeah, this game's definitely meh. Um, you know, it's you know, I you know, I understand, I understand what they're going for here, but I kind of wish that if they hadn't Americanized the game so much, kind of uh, uh, um, kind of poured the game over in Japanese Japanese version uh, version was probably mm. like a better game, but um, you know, this you know, this is another game that was trying, another game that was trying to capitalize like, on the Final Fight popularity, so. Um, I don't really think there's anything like really, like really a, uh, like really, uh, tremendously unique about this game to make it stand out, unfortunately, but, it's uh, It's something, it's an interesting game to look at if you like beat-em-ups. Oh yeah, sure. But it's not, like you said, it's not something that you'll look at and it'll, it'll catch your, you know, it'll grab your attention right away. It's not the best game, you know, uh, for the genre on, on the platform. It's... You know, it's just it, if you're interested, try it. If not, then don't even bother because you're not, you're probably not gonna like it. Yeah, I agree with that definitely. So, yeah. this would, would be would have been cool to try uh, multiplayer, but eh. yeah, multiplayer probably enhances the game like a little bit. Uh, you know, so like so, uh, unless you're definitely there like about that. Uh, most reviews about this game were pretty lukewarm. I'd say they probably came to the same scale that we did. Uh, many of the reviews online gave the game about two and a half, uh, two and a half, three stars. They had, um, you had like, you know, five stars. Um, okay, yeah, that's kind of what it deserves. Um, IGN gave this game, uh, like, uh, uh, I gave the game a two out of, t- uh, two out of five in 2011, like, when they covered it. Uh, mm. Calling it, you're calling it quote an almost entirely forgettable beat 'em up with a boring premise, bland music, and partially broken gameplay. Uh, stiff animation, lacking storyline, characters, 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 characters that have no head of personality, poor collision detection, um, and a, uh, a and it's as vanilla as um um uh, like it's vanilla like vanilla is a broader like a broader game on the system can be. I, th- I think we said most of that like our coverage of the game. <laughs> I prefer chocolate. Uh, yeah, they pretty much they pretty much summed up what we said about the game in two minutes. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, pretty average. Uh, surprisingly enough, there are some people out there like really, uh, surprisingly enough, there are some people out there like really like this game. So it does have its fans. So, okay. uh, but uh, yeah, so I guess. T- I guess it takes our t- so yeah, so I guess it, like takes our types, huh? <laughs> uh, sure, I, I guess so. But um, 
Uh, so uh, there are there are so there are two secrets that didn't make it into the North American version of this game. Uh, one of them allows you to change the name for every character in the game, but you have to um, you know, catch that one, but you have to play the entire game first. Um, uh, once you get to once you finish the game and you've entered your name like on the high score screen, uh, enter your name as C H R C O C O N F. Uh, I have no idea how to pronounce that. Oh, so, okay. Uh, once you do that, uh, um, a hidden character co- a hidden character config screen like appear, uh, which allow you to change every character's name in the game. That's an odd feature. Yes. <laughs> uh, there's also there's also there's also a warp in stage four uh, that take you right to uh, that take you right to the final boss of the game. I could have used that. <laughs> I got. Yeah. Uh, I think I got as far as halfway through stage four. Yeah. To use that warp, you have to defeat at least thirty enemies, then look at the door and so look at the door on level four and push up to jump. Um, at the um, if you, if you have the same type, uh, do that at the same time. Sorry to say, uh, then you, uh, then you, uh, then you're like warp. Oh, I'm sorry, you warp to the end of the level to fight the boss, not warp to the end of the game. My bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. So it's so it's a so it's a short warp. <laughs> I, you got my hopes up, Greg. That's probably a bug in the game, and not really. Uh, probably a bug in the game, and not really. You're, you're not really like, intentional, like intentional feature, because like the Japanese version of the game did allow you to be able to do a stage select. So that's that's an interesting bug, if it is one. I suspect what it is. I don't know for sure, but I kind of think it is. <laughs> Maybe because getting specific amount of I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, good news is that if you want this game, it's pretty cheap. Like, uh, um, uh, um, so, so, uh, so I guess it's so I guess that cheap price reflects like uh, you reflects the fact that this game's not very popular. Uh, this is this is probably one of the cheapest Super NES games that we've played so far so far in the history of this podcast. Uh, thirty four copies recently sold. Uh, thirty sorry, thirty four copies currently available online. Forty copies forty copies that I recently sold. Do you want to take a, a guess, George, on what, on what the average card only? Uh, uh, price this game was ten dollars. Ah, let me do the math here. Um, you could have just said I was right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's Make see. It easier. Uh, actually, I think you're right. Yeah, uh, card only, card only versions of the game sold from four dollars to sixteen dollars, and I believe ten dollars like right is the average. Oh, well, look at that. I was right <laughs> for a change. Uh, yeah, CID copies sold even from fifteen twenty-five to thirty-four dollars. Uh, mm. So again, pretty. So again, pretty cheap for. So so like pretty cheap for collectors also. Spoilers! Um, I don't <laughs> want this game. Not for ten bucks. I mean, four bucks maybe I'd pick it up, but uh, not for like ten dollars. It's not worth ten dollars. <laughs> if I was if I was at a local store, and it was there for like ten or less, and I just. Yeah, and I was in an interesting kind of mood. I would probably buy it. <laughs> yeah, but so. I would not go out of my way to buy it. Right. Yeah. So pretty. So pretty forgettable. I mean, like you know, I understand what they're trying to go for here, but this kind of give. Uh, but unfortunately, this game comes up comes up at the end just feel like another like you know me too cash grab uh, that was typical of the t- uh, uh, typical of the time period. Uh, I am curious, but um, you know, I am curious about the sequels though. Uh, because I had no idea that Broad Brothers and the Peacekeepers like related to the series. I didn't know that either. So, um, and when I stand, they're better games. I mean, 
Um, I mean, they both had better games. So, uh, we'll have to look at those at some point in the future. Hmm. So, anyway, uh, we are speaking about sequels. We're going to see sequels. We are covering, we are covering, uh, we are covering like another sequel. Um, just on our next episode of this podcast. Uh, we are very delighted and honored once again to have with us again to share with us his immense knowledge, which was so great and helpful on last episode. Uh, we're going to be having uh, back on this episode uh, Nick Baldrich, uh, the pinball expert, uh, t- uh, to talk about the uh, to, 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 to talk about the sequel uh, to, to the sequel of Pinball Dreams, uh, Pinball Fantasies, Pinball Nightmares. <laughs> no, that's a different game, I think. <laughs> oh. oh, it's probably going to be that way for me. But yeah. Uh, no, no. Pinball Fantasies was the second game of the pinball series uh, that Dice made, and this is and, and the last one, and the last one, and the last one before the Super NES. So, stop, stop the pinball, mommy! Stop it. <laughs> um, it looks like a better game. I understand it's a better game, so well, I'm curious to see how this one plays. Oh, okay. So, 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 so we will once again have Dick here to share his vast, his vast, um, his vast, um, his vast pin, pin, pinball knowledge with us. So, uh, looking forward to that very much. Yes. So, um, I think I've, so. So, so as far as versus, uh, uh, so as far as rival turf goes, uh, I think I've said. Uh, I think I've said. I think I've said. I think I've said, said pretty much everything I could. Th- uh, pretty, much everything, pretty much everything I think about like, this game. Um, how about you, George? Any like, final thoughts? Basically, what you said. I think what we said is, you know, it's out there. Um, I do think the name of this game is pretty forgettable. I kind of wish they wished the Japanese name, the, 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 the Japanese name, like made better sense. So, I mean, Rival Turp is a pretty, dude, it's pretty forgettable. Uh, what was that game called again? Title? So, um, yeah. Not, so again, not impressed. But we need to come up with a list of games that have names that are forgettable. That that may be that may be that may be a good topic to cover, like a hundredth anniversary um, a podcast. Yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, it's, so it's games like this. Unfortunately, uh, so it's games like this. So games like this. So games like this. Unfortunately, unfortunately, that kind of you know that kind of made Jalco a very average, rather average run of the mill company uh, throughout most of its life. So uh, the good games got the, the good games got the good games got like outweighed by the bad. I think, unfortunately. Mm. Yeah, that's a shame. But uh, anyway. So, we thank you very much for joining us again. Uh, it's like another episode of the Super Podcast. As we hope everybody had a good weekend. Uh, a weekend, y'all be okay. Uh, that too, but uh, I was trying to say holidays. <laughs> We've not recorded in a while. Uh, does this show? No. Not at all. <laughs> um... If you have any questions, feedbacks, uh, suggestions for games covered in the future, you can leave comments on the Facebook page. You can also leave, or you can also email me directly at the SNES Podcast at yahoo.com. Um, leave us a review on iTunes, just like so inclined. Uh, we're also a proud member of both the Retro Duckies and Throwback Networks, where you can find many other uh, retro-themed gaming podcasts, both uh, both retro and non-gaming uh, related. Uh, George, where can listeners find you at? How dare you tell me to have a good weekend? I'm listening to this on a Tuesday. <laughs> and, yeah. Where can they find me? Uh, I, that might be a bad idea to find me, but, uh, <laughs> it's like Where's Waldo, except I'm not in a book. And I don't oh. wear a striped t shirt. Oh, God. Thank God that game didn't come on Super NES. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, that's my favorite Bethesda game. Um, oh, oh yeah, the good, 
developed yep. that, didn't they? Oh boy. Yep. <laughs> I actually actually own that game. Uh, oh, which, oh, which one? The NES version? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, anyway, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Chief at M-I-S-T-U-R-C-H-E-E-F. Uh, I do another podcast with Greg. Uh, we do PlayStation Power. That's not family friendly, but on top of that, I also do uh, Master System Masterpieces. And uh, I think that's about it. There'll be a new episode of that coming along pretty soon, right? Yes. Cool. Wow. Um, alrighty then. Uh, short, uh, a short speed episode, but you know, again, we, uh, but again, but to begin with a fighting game, I mean, how much we get that? Uh, I mean, I mean, unless you're through a tape, uh, uh, you stage by stage, there is not a whole lot to say about it, so. Stage um, by stage, day <laughs> by day. <laughs> Um, I don't yes. know the rest of the lyrics, so that's don't a, ask me. That's okay. Neither one of us can. That's okay. Because neither one of us can fucking sing for crap, so. That's what you think. <laughs> well, I know I can't. We, ha- we should just have a karaoke <laughs> night where we just sing songs of, 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 from sitcoms. Oh, God. Not unless you get like a. <laughs> yeah, not unless. Yeah, not unless there's either like a cash prize or copious amounts of alcohol involved. <laughs> well, I mean. Anyway. But you're both perfectly. There's bottles of alcohol, but inside of the bottles is just dollar bills, like one dollar bills. That's not a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, but you might drink the dollar bills. It might be a mess. What's, what's the name of that Mexican... It's that Mexican booze that has like the uh, 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 that has the war bag in it. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, tequila, though. yeah, yeah, it's, yes, <laughs> yes. It's from a tequila that has that. So, I mean, I mean, you do so something you do. So, if you do with you know, so if you do it with tequila, why not? But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? I don't know. And this is about the end. I'll be shocked. <laughs> Uh, anyway, goodbye all, take care. <laughs> yeah, goodbye. Nintendo controls 80% of the video market. But no matter how you play the game, or which game you play, things definitely have come a long way since Pac-Man. Now you're playing with power. Power.